Hello and welcome to Ask the Teacher ABC. Um, we're so happy to be here again with you guys today. Uh, I, I think we're pretty much out of school almost everywhere. I know the kids here have like just a couple more days, but next week is the last week of school for them. I know you guys down there have been finished, right? Yes, everyone's finished. And you can tell because the traffic is so much less. It's great. So wonderful. That is awesome. So officially then, welcome to summer break. Yes. Whatever that may look like for your family. <laughs> I know. It could be good or bad, depending on, I don't know, your household, yeah. right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, well, I think that's what we're going to talk about today. So like, we're going to talk about summer schedules. So this is 100% for parents, um, working parents, stay-at-home parents, all the parents. So um, we're going to talk about summer schedules and different things that people do with their kids on the summer, how you can create a summer schedule, uh, depending on where your kids are going to be at this summer. Mm -hmm, um, there, you know, I, I worked at the YMCA for, for many years and, you know, they have some really great summer camps at the Y that run weekly that are super fun. Each week has a different theme. So whether your child is doing that or whether your child is going to be staying at home with you, um, we have some tips to help you out. Yes, definitely. Um, so let's go ahead and get to it. Do you want to start out with some questions or do you want to just give us a little bit of information about the why? Um, well, no, I already, I mean, hey, this is just a free plug for the YMCA. They have really <laughs> good summer camps. I mean, they really do. Um, yeah. So if you are looking for a program and you haven't tried already, the Boys and Girls Club and the YMCA all have excellent programs and they usually have a multi-kid discount. Um, also, you know, there's a, a variety of vacation Bible schools. Um, yes. Depending on your religion and your views, uh, there's always that option as well for people. Uh, which yeah. is really nice. There's just a variety of things for kids to do. And then there's always like my kids will just be staying home with me. Um, so I'm going to have to come up with my own schedule. But we we talked about this. And, you know, I have a schedule for them when it's school time. Um, but I've been struggling a little bit since the summer because I have just kind of been going with the flow. And, okay. you know, there's so much to do here on, um, you know, because I live on a farm and there's a lot to do. So my days are mostly outside, but um, I've actually been struggling a little bit with coming up uh, with a schedule for for me and Addie. And especially with Finn not being here right now, I've really been struggling because I'm like, usually with two <laughs> kids, I went and bought like two bags of oranges and then like one bag went bad. And I was like, why did this bag of oranges go bad? Oh. I'm like, oh yeah, because I don't have my other child with me yes. right now. He's with you. <laughs> <laughs> and he did actually eat a bag of oranges so there we go there we go there so we go. what can you tell us about um so let's start out with our stay-at-home parents um what are some tips for stay-at-home parents during the summer that are going to have their kids the whole summer what are some tips for them that you suggest well I think you know a lot of it depends on um uh getting up in the morning and going to bed, you know, like, uh, whether your kids are older, where you can kind of talk to them, like, how do you feel about bedtime? Let's come to a conclusion. Let's have, uh, let's have a compromise of when bedtime will be, <clears throat> excuse me. I think that it's important 
to start with a summertime schedule, right? And you need to make sure that the kiddos are not overloading on screen time. You know, you've got to have that all screens off at a certain time. You have to create some type of schedule. And I think if you're a stay-at-home parent, lucky for you because you can really like say, okay, Monday are that Mondays is the pool, you know, or swim lessons, and Tuesday are, you know, arts and crafts days, and Wednesdays are the library, and really split up your days because even though it is summer, the kids still probably, most likely, most children crave some type of boundaries, right? And they want mm-hmm. some type of routine because they'll really kind of go crazy, right? They could stay up till midnight and, you know, wake up cranky and then everybody's mad and moody. (laughs) So I think that, you know, choosing days of activities, I think that it's very important to have one-on-one or at least parenting time, like where we are doing something together. And I'm all for doing things that are free. Google some free activities, you know, or things that don't cost very much. And you can just really have a good time doing that. Like, for example, my grandson, since he's been with me, you know, Annalie, your child, he um, uses the recycled products and he makes different things out of recycled products. He's having Mm -hmm. tons of fun and, you know, learning something new. So he learned how to play um, Chinese checkers and he learned how to, you know, um, he had these really cool, crafty, wiry, like noodle things. And so he learned how to kind of manipulate those. But I think it's important to have a schedule because if not, then he will run the household, right? Like every night will be a glow stick party. So we don't want to have that every night. You know, that's for Wednesdays. Right. It's not It's not the night for that. But you yeah. have to stimulate your kids and you have to create boundaries at the same time. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I think that it's really important. Like, you know, even though I've been like struggling with my schedule, um, just kind of overall, I will say that, you know, uh, we are awake by 7 a.m. Like Mm -hmm. the kids are awake by 7 a.m. And Addie is in her bed by 730. And so we have our wake up and sleep schedule. And I think even if, because, you know, the, the fact is, is like, parents struggle and you can't be perfect but -hmm. you can do some things right (laughs) so even I think if you start out with like doing like the you know setting a bedtime setting a wake-up time setting a lunch time or a dinner time definitely um, I think those are huge steps in the right direction and let's not forget the library I loved going to the library when I was um a child and I wish that they had like a summer library program out here because I would really do it with the kids. Um, Mm -hmm. But our library, like it's really tiny. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I live in a small town, so it's to be expected, but I mean, like the library is really small. Um, So, uh, but the summer programs are usually at the library are completely free. There's story time. There's, you can pick out books, you can check out books. And that actually puts you into a really good routine because the books are due on certain days. Right. And right. if you do a contest with your kids, you're going to be go to the library multiple times a week. Yes. Um, yes. And then growing up when we lived in Arizona and it was, it was always, um, it was nice. It was nice. Yes, to to definitely. The you know, and, and at the library they have, they offer like all kinds of prizes and different challenges for ki- kids. Right. And I think that, 
um, I, I met an, a lady not too long ago, and she also had like a really inconvenient way to get to the library. So I suggested to her to get with the other parents that stay home. Everybody has extra books, right? Get some books and do a book swap. You know what I mean? Like do your own uh -huh. little thing that can be free or something yeah. that's inexpensive because being home all the time, you don't want to go to McDonald's every day for lunch. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You don't want to go and spend money every day doing something. So think of those free things, kind of think outside the box, but get together with other people because you still want your kids to have some level of socialization. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like even, and you know, one thing that I kind of always turn to just because, you know, I love cooking and I love food and I just am really into it. And um, so I do a lot of cooking with my kids. Yes. Um, there so you during go. the summer, even though it's like hotter, there are things that you can make that are not necessarily baking. Like mm -hmm. we've made ice cream before and my husband has done that with the kids. And yes. I mean, making homemade ice cream in a baggie with rock salt, you know, and the whole thing, like it doesn't sound very fun, but it actually is really fun. And kids are like super <laughs> amazed. It's like yeah. super easy and super cheap. So um, there you go. There's an idea uh, to yes. make ice cream. Yes. And I think too, it's having that conversation, like being up in Boston, the sun was up so late. It really got me off my schedule. Oh, and yeah. I was like, wait, what's going on? So then it's having that conversation. Hey, the sun is going to be up, but it's still this time and your body's going to need that rest. So start oh, winding yeah. it down and kind of making the house a little bit maybe dimmer, right? Because that sun will really mess you up. How how are you doing up there? I, I'm sure the sun's up for pretty late. Oh, yeah. I mean, the sun is, is up super late. It's like up past nine o'clock. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, you know, it's one thing because, you know, when we, we were gone for most of the beginning of the year, so we missed kind of that gradual sunshine. And then right. when we came back, Addie was like, but the sun is still up. So it's morning. <laughs> and I'm like, no, honey, it's not morning. It's right. definitely, we had a whole day and it's definitely nighttime. <laughs> right. I was like, the sun is still awake as like been slowly going down and it's going to stay up longer because it's the summer. So, yes. yeah, we definitely have that conversation. But, you know, like, honestly, like, one of the best things that I did was get curtains mm. for my kids' room. So when I close the curtains, it's actually dark because yes. it's like the light that the curtains block out the light. Yes. And so um, they were pretty cheap. They're on Amazon. Just uh -huh. buy yourself a curtain rod, put them up, <laughs> and it solves all your problems. Yes. Because it covers the sun up. Um, I know. But yeah, so other than that, though, I mean, even with her being as young as she is, she still gets the concept and she's been going to sleep pretty well. Yeah. And, you know, if we if you stay on some sort of schedule, you you know, you can be kind of kind to yourself, right? You can be a little bit spontaneous when needed. We know that those times will occur. You will be happier as a parent when your child goes to bed because then you get your time too, right? And it's important to have that balance. Because if they're up to all hours, you're going to be kind of batty too. We all need a little bit of a break. And, you know, that kind of leads into like have taking that break to read. We talked about going to the library, but put on that Alexa for 20 minutes and do two 20 minute reads, right? And we know that the science, science shows that reading in the summer will really support kids. Throw in a couple of math problems here and there 
or, you know, you can find math everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when you're cooking with the kids, you can talk about math. So maybe you want to talk a, a little bit about math as well, or maybe print off a couple of math sheets from somewhere. I think dad's worksheets is like a really cheap. I don't even think it costs. It's free and you can Google it and pull out, you know, some math problems, but it's mostly about reading. Yeah. And, and like you, you said, know, um, go ahead. Also this time of year, um, Costco has uh, workbooks, summer mm. workbooks mm-hmm. um, in the book section. So if you go to Costco and you go to the book section, Walmart has them, Costco has them, Target has them, Barnes mm-hmm. Noble has them, Amazon has them, a lot everywhere. You can find them everywhere. And if you want your kid to have that bit of like work, you know, over the summer or be able to like work through things over the summer and have that tiny bit of school time just to keep them up to date, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Do it. Um, and yeah, it will pay off. Right. You know? It does. It definitely pays off. And the, and kids can work together on it. You know, yeah. like it doesn't have to be like a solitude type of thing. But um, and even reading, you can mix it up a little bit. Everyone can mm-hmm. take a turn to read a page or, you know, read to the dog or whatever. They have that pause for reading. You can read to your dog. They're the best listeners. But make sure that you're getting that time in because before you know it, it will be August. I hate to say that. And then it's time to like hit the ground running and you really want your kids to be able to stand on their own two feet at that point. Right. And just really dig into what school has to offer. And I, you know, I think kids, once school does start, you know, kids are okay, but it's those transitional Mm -hmm. periods like now going from school to summer. Yeah. And I mean, and one thing that we do um, here is we have like family reading time. Mm-hmm. because, you know, my husband and I both are, I mean, you know that we're like crazy readers. Mm-hmm. And so we actually are like, yes, we get to read during the day. 20 minutes, everybody, grab your own books. And here my husband and I are reading too. We're like, it's family reading time. Everybody gather around, grab your books and be quiet. Don't say a word. <laughs> Don't say anything. I know. So I love that. That's, that's such a great incentive. Yeah. You know, why not make it fun, right? Right. Why not? Well, I mean, I don't fun? know what my, but I mean, I think it's fun. I think mm-hmm. my Addie sometimes looks at all of us and is like, I'm going to go to my room and play. Like after like 10 minutes, she'll read her book. And mm-hmm. after she goes through it a couple of times and she's like, I'm done with this. <laughs> you know, reading is starting, you know, she gets, goes with her dollies and is playing with Gabby's dollhouse um, in her room. Well, you know, I've seen so many kids over my life pretend to read and it was never you guys, but I would see other kids pretend to read. And I'm just saying that because you guys actually did love to read and you're wasting more energy. But I always would tell parents, even for the summer, uh, just ask who, what, where, when, why, how, right? Yeah. After they read, have some type of accountability because you really want your kid to actually be reading you can use like a little sticky note. They can draw a picture of what they read. Just do something so that you know that they're reading and comprehending. Just a yeah. little bit, right? Yeah. And I mean, and even if you have to, because um, so Finn is reading Aragon and I haven't read it in a while. Like I know the gist of the story, but I haven't read it in a while. But what I did is I went online and I just looked up like some spark notes stuff. Mm-hmm. on the book and every all the answers were there and so I just asked him those questions right. so you don't even have to have read the book that they're reading you know right 
um, or even like grab, you know, take the book and look at the chapter and ask them a question from the chapter just by glancing at the book. Like who went to um, the mountain? Who went up the mountain first? Right. You know, right. and that's like a good a good way um, to ask questions and get those comprehension questions in without having to read the whole book yourself. So I know you're right. I did not want to read Aragon again. I mean, I loved it when I loved it, but I don't want to read it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, like you said, you can print off comprehension questions, mm -hmm. ask those mm -hmm. questions. If they go back and look in the book, even better, right? It's okay oh, yeah. to go back and look in the book. Oh, yes. Um, I think that, that that's uh, like a skill for that's a skill for reading in school is to go back right. and look at the text. So allowing them to go and look at the text is, you know, is uh, is you should allow, allow them to do that. Yeah. Fair game. Fair game. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, you know, you you talked about vacation Bible school and we always love that. We always loved going to vacation Bible school. I mean, usually it's a week, but there's mm -hmm. a little bit of music and dancing and getting to know kids and doing lots of fun activities and you know yes. you can volunteer they love volunteers so if you're able to volunteer be there you don't have to actually sit with your kids group and I think a lot of times I wasn't actually with you guys in the classroom but I was somewhere around where you could easily you know be with me spend time with me but it also builds a relationship between you and I even though we're not in the, together you know that oh mom's doing these things mom's volunteering mom's you know spending uh -huh. her time in an activity that she feels that would be good for us. And that's like a buy-in, right? You see your parent right. buying in and, and that leads you ultimately to become a volunteer yourself, right? Right. Exactly. Um, and uh, let's move more now into the, uh, the kids who have to go to summer camp, um, okay. who are working through the summer. Um, what is your suggestions for them as far as um, creating a schedule because their their child is going to be somewhere from maybe even seven to six. Who knows exactly how long, depending on you know what that parent's schedule is. Um, but what's your advice to them on summer schedules? Well, you know, I would really have a conversation with the kids and just let them know that we're going to still kind of treat this like school because they still have to get their rest and they still have to get up in the morning and get going wherever they're going to go. So mm -hmm. I think that... Um, you know, weekends, let's look forward to weekends. May, let's spend time together. Let's do whatever we're going to do fun on the weekend, but we're still going to sort of kind of treat this like school. And I think that the kids will appreciate having that conversation instead of just not addressing it at all. So I think mm -hmm. that I would definitely, I think those programs are great. I really do. You mean like having a conversation saying like, let's say I have a kid, let's say Finn is going to, to summer camp. So mm -hmm. you're, you're talking about like actually saying like, Finn, I'm so, I'm so glad it's the end of the school year. We're going to start summer and summer is going to be awesome. We are, you're going to be going to summer camp mm -hmm. and because you're going to be going to summer camp, you need to get your rest. And so you're talking about like that, right? Like yes, set it up yes. like that, like he's going yeah, to need set to it up. So even though it's not school, we right. are still going to be going to bed at a certain time because you still have to get up early. Right. You know, the biggest difference between school and summer camp, though, is summer camp is always fun. <laughs> school yes. It's not always fun. Right. Right. School is, is hard work, but summer camp is always fun. Always, yes. always, always. There's always something fun happening. And r 
kids rarely get into trouble at summer camp. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> because they're having fun the whole time. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, like, that's like the one thing that I saw that I was like, wow, like, this kid is not even acting up. Like, this is not like them. Great. <laughs> but that's because they're having fun. So, um, th- so that's what you're talking about, though. Like, yeah, definitely. Actually setting it up and having that conversation directly with your child. Right. Have that conversation, being transparent. And, you know, another great thing, I, I, which we always find a way to say, is journal, right? The days will go by and summer will be gone. And what, what did I do? So take right. a little, a few minutes to journal, write down the date. What did you do? What was fun today? What was unusual? What made you laugh? Um, you know, who did you visit? Where did you go? So I think that those are the types of things that help kids kind of process, you know, process their thoughts and really show that, you know, that they care about what they did during the summer so that, you know, just write it down or draw a couple of pictures of something. So I think that's important. You guys did that when you were younger. Yeah. And I think that that was beneficial. Definitely helped me like catalog and remember all the things that I did because I feel like the first question that they always ask you when you go back to school is, what did you do this summer? <laughs> and sometimes you're like, um, well, I did this. <laughs> you remember right. like the one thing that you did. The one thing. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so... I will say that I feel I did feel better prepared to talk to speak to that question. Mm-hmm. Um, Good. Although sometimes a lot of teachers are staying away from that question as well because not everyone does something like that's so exciting over the summer. Um, so if you're a teacher and you're listening, maybe phrase it just a little bit differently. Otherwise, you end up with like kids that have gone to Disneyland and kids that have never been to Disneyland, and you want to try to keep it as even of a field as possible definitely Um, so that's just that's just the teacher in me thinking of oh no that's that's a correct is totally because um i i heard that a good question would be like what was something fun or funny or what was something funny and then people are you know it's they stick to that because usually you can find something funny that happened in the summer right and it has not anything to do with monetary and that really is conscientious choice of the teacher to really kind of include all the kids and make them feel comfortable, right? Yes, that is actually an awesome question. I love that question. Teachers write that down. Mm-hmm. Um, or everyone should write that down. And then that's what you should ask kids when you see them after the yes, summer. Definitely. Um, so definitely so okay, so back to with the parents who have their kids going to summer camp, um, they should still be on a schedule. So having that conversation is the biggest thing. Now, as far as kids who go to summer camp, what about reading? You know what? That same thing. Like, let's do some reading time. When you come home, let's talk a little bit about what your day looked like. Let's have dinner. Let's do a little bit of reading. Bam, go to bed. Now, if summer camp works in the reading, then I probably wouldn't have them do that. Right. But I would definitely make sure you work that in depending on what the summer camp looks like. I think that would make sense. And even like teenagers, you know, someone asked me like, how, how do you do with your teenagers? Same kind of thing. You know, if you're going to set a curfew, set a curfew and the kids out there, if any kids are listening, like actually follow the curfew, then that's how you build trust. Right. And when you build that trust and you come home at eight o'clock or whatever that time is, 
just keep doing that. And then you will actually see how things can grow and get better. So um, I definitely had a mom ask me that. And I said, don't let your kid be on social media all summer long. It's just not healthy. Uh, too much of anything can be bad, right? So I think, you know, just really oh, trying yeah. to find that balance and, and compromise with each other. I think that's and a big one of the biggest things. I don't even know if I've talked about this before, but the biggest thing I can recommend to junior high, to parents of junior high students and mm -hmm. possibly high school students, maybe up until age 15, mm -hmm. is take your phone at night. Take your child's phone at night. They have to turn in their phone before they go to bed. Um, Great idea. Turning in there even during the summer because, you know, like, kids that's when kids are usually bored and they have nothing better to do and stuff different crazy challenges start going around or whatever it might be or um you know that's one of the best things that you can do for your child to ensure that they get the sleep that they need um but also to ensure you know that they are not spending well that's the same thing not spending all night on their phone getting the sleep that they need right um, definitely so keeping that in mind for sure. So like, um, I remember we talked about something on this same order and, uh, the parent was wondering, I don't know if you remember, like, how do I take the phone? So it's like, let's reword this, you know, th this is where the phone goes at night. So there's more of a buy-in when your kids said, okay, this is, this is where I have to put it. And instead of taking your phone, it's like, oh wait, you're taking my life away. Right. So it's like, here's where your phone belongs and this is where it will be for the rest of the night. So yeah. that is a huge way. And you can even offer a choice. Do you want to leave it here or do you want to leave it here? And then that way, you know where it is and that way they feel like they're being responsible. Yeah. And like one of the things that, um, you know, as long as you don't have any obligations, you can put your phone there too. Right. Because definitely. you also don't need your phone in the middle of the night. Um, right. So, and show, you know, having, doing that with, with your kid is also helpful. Right. Um, I had a parent that told me that they would just, everybody would go around um, after dinner or something and they would put all their phones into the box and the, it would go, the box would have a lid and it went on top of the refrigerator or wherever, or it had different plugs in it. So they all plugged their phones in and then it was, it was, everybody was done for the night. So, oh, I love that. Um, so, yeah. So I think that, that, that is, uh, that is important, especially even if for older children. Yes, definitely. Ultimately, I mean, they are paying for the phone. <laughs> so it's not technically their phone. It's your phone. It's your extra phone you're allowing your child to use. Yes, definitely. Um, the illusion of their phone. So, this, um, but, yeah. but yeah, I think that's a really important thing for sure. Mm -hmm. And the sooner, the better, right? The sooner, the younger the child is that has a phone, the sooner you start doing that procedure, it'll just be part of what we do. Oh, and yeah. So, like if waking up all of a sudden. The phone yet? Um, consider doing that. Just right. This is at the end of the day. This is where your phone goes, and right. they won't even question it. It'll just become a habit for them because that's where their phone goes. Because definitely, that's what the that's what you do. Right. Um, exactly. So that's definitely um something that more parents should do. I think mm -hmm. too often we 
we give children phones and there are not a whole lot of parameters. Some people like do 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 that. I know that there are parents who they do all of these things and it is right. awesome and great. Um, it's just for people who don't maybe don't think about it. Because right, not everyone's exactly. gonna think the same thing. And right. you know, I met um uh, a guy not too long ago that all of a sudden things were out of control with his 13 year old and it all mm -hmm. stemmed from the phone. The kid was yeah. falling asleep during the daytime and oh. then he took his phone away cause he got in trouble. Well, the phone went off every minute throughout the night and he couldn't sleep because his son's phone was dinging all night. Oh my gosh. And he realized that it was the freaking phone. <laughs> oh my god and, no. um, so he just started taking his kid's phone at night and putting it on silent because and then all of a sudden things started turning around at school Ugh. because his kid was staying up all night looking at notifications <laughs> i and know that sounds like a scary I story like i wouldn't think a 13 year old's phone was be dinging every minute mine doesn't and I was like, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I mean, that's, yeah, these kids and their phones, it's, it can, it can get crazy sometimes. So I know. And I think it's important, like, even as a teacher, you mentioned, you know, being wearing your teacher hat. I think it's important yeah. as teachers too, to, you know, tell the, start talking to the students at the end of the year. Like, you know, you're probably going to have to do this and you're still going to be on some type of schedule or, or talk to the parents, you know, let the parents know, like start thinking about this before school's actually out and thinking of a schedule and relying on family members. Right. I think that's the best friends and family, like take play, do play dates, have some play yeah. dates set up. I know. Now I'm like thinking back to like at the end of the school year and I'm like, you're going to be free. And so maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> All I was saying is that I was going to be free. Yeah, that you were going to be free. Gonna be free. That I'm going to be free. And then, uh, yeah, <laughs> the last few schools, funny thing. <laughs> Little did I know, I was just sending them off to a to a different schedule. <laughs> You're still going to have a schedule. Sorry, I told you you were free. You're really not. You're <laughs> well, like you said, some people don't think about it and then, you know, they're miserable because they ha don't have a schedule and it's just like an icky situation. So, yeah, anyway, but I think that, you know, I want I really hope that um, people got something out of this, um, even if you just had one takeaway from today. Um, yes. I feel like that's super valuable, um, mm -hmm. even if you're only doing one thing. Like, don't think that you have to be like super parent. OK, right. Because right. Every, because you know in reality we're all super parent because we are a parent yes all right amen. so um yes. take one thing implement one thing at a time if you right. implement one thing it's like should be bedtime and reading so right. um implement one of those and then just try to go from there right. um we want to just uh, we really hope that all parents, all students, just everyone has a wonderful start to their summer. Whatever yes, it is that you may be doing. Um, thank you for spending this time with us today. Um, yes. Again, please follow us on Instagram at Ask the Teacher ABC podcast. Um, also, make sure to follow us on Spotify or wherever that you listen to your podcast. This should be available. If it's not, please let us know. Yes. And, um, if you have any questions that you need an answer to, um, you can always 
um, message us on Instagram, or you can email us at asktheteacherxyz at gmail.com. So thank you again. Have a very blessed day and um, we'll see you next time. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Thanks a lot. Bye.